0: Hey, so welcome to another episode of the Contacts to Contracts podcast. I am Brian Lovell again here with our co-host, Mr. John Jones, and we have a special guest with us today. As we continue our top producer series, uh, Mr. Brian P. Forster.
1: Brian P., thanks for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. So, um, just just to start us out, like, give us a background when and what made you decide to get in the mortgage business? How did you start out?
2: Yeah, so I had moved back from Houston in the chemical industry. I moved back here to Tampa and um, they were having some struggles. So uh, in a previous life, I used to be a CPA, right? So I had sales experience, financial experience.
1: Numbers. Yeah, Yeah, somebody said,
2: hey, why don't you try mortgages? It just seemed
1: like the easiest fit. Crazy, and, and what was the lure to that for you? I mean, did they tell you you can make a ton of money, or you have a ton of free time, or a little bit of both? Want well, to
2: have a business, work as you want, because as an employee, I was beholden to. To the you know the management and how yep. to show up and all that stuff so it was having your own business and unlimited potential of uh, income okay
0: yeah i think that's a a good point you say having your own business i think regardless you know brian runs a pretty big branch we'll get into that in a second but regardless of whether you do that or you're a single lo this is an entrepreneurial business 100 uh, right and so if you have to in my opinion, I think one of the things that like young loan originators make, or even young real estate agents make, meaning young in the business, right. not years, is uh, we don't look at it as a business, right? And you, what you said is I didn't want to be beholden to an employer, right? Um, and I think that's a, that's a great reason to get into it, and then obviously, the income potential's not too bad. Yeah. So what were the early days like? When did you get in? What year? Si- Give us the year.
2: <laughs> March of 2004.
0: Okay. A pretty good time to start in the the year. So,
1: we we were clipping along at that point. Yeah, we
2: were getting to the apex there, so, uh, yeah, yeah, it it was pretty fun back then. Certainly the application was 22 pages, not 122 pages, (laughs) right, so it was a little bit easier to do business. Yeah. So, like, when did it start
0: to click for you? Like, in the early days, what would you say your production looked like on average in a month?
2: So, on average, probably about eight or nine loans a month. Wow. Yeah, from, so from like
0: your rookie year?
1: No,
2: no, no. Well, by the start. <laughs> give, give us
0: the truth.
1: So right, so, so the f- typically the first two years oh, in our industry- yeah, like three, I mean, four
2: tops, yeah. I was excited to get that fifth loan, that that, that uh, okay. you know, yeah. eighth or ninth month, yeah.
1: Curious, at, did, at any point did you ever think maybe this isn't for me, like through that ride?
2: Yeah, there were times, you know, because I, I came from the business world, right? So when I made an appointment, people would show up right? Yep. I called someone they took my call they, they kind of knew who I was right well I came into a spot where they didn't know who I was and I had a lot of no calls no shows to appointments pre approvals yep. so I was wondering well you know do I want to keep doing this and mm-hmm. I just you know I just kept pushing through that
1: right yeah. so I mean words of words of wisdom there it's if if you're a newer LO in the business yeah it takes like and I typically we probably tell I you know like real estate maybe a year or two, to really get your feet under you. Okay.
2: Yeah, that, and that's what I tell people that first year, it's yeah. crazy. You, I got the worst pre-approvals, I, I got treated <laughs> not so great. Yeah. It was just, you have to fight through that and by that third year we hit our stride, which was okay. coincide 2007, that's when things were the best, yeah. right before.
0: Yeah, right before the crash. Right, crash. right until Brian so, jumped in the business. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. April 2000, yeah, that's me, April 2007, I'm that guy. So. Um, Brian, so you said you you were like the three, four loan a month guy, you know, and then a couple years you had gotten up to, hey, I'm a solid eight, like, how did you, that's a doubling of your business, how did you, how did you get there?
2: So it just became a part of reaching out and creating kind of that intentional calls to referral partners. You know, instead of just saying, "Hey, I'll try that," "Hey, I'll try that," I said, "Okay, every week, Friday afternoon at four o'clock, I'd call twenty different uh, referral partners and tell hey, 'Hey, I'm available this weekend.' You know, here's what's happening in the market. Just a thirty-second, mm-hmm. ninety-second phone call. Yep, you know, right. little things like that. So
0: the the basics, right? Yeah. To some degree, it's like always, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna go meet somebody. I'm gonna develop a relationship." see where I can add value, and those things just started to click for you?
2: Yeah, one of the the things that uh, I learned from uh, Gary Keller, right, Mm -hmm. was you have to get right with the boredom of mastery. (laughs) And I didn't know that's what I was doing. I didn't didn't call it that, I didn't have a word for it, but at the end of the day, you say fundamentals, well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the way it works.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, because I've heard him say it a different way. I've heard him say, success is boring. Mm -hmm. Right? And the reason success is boring because it's essentially a mastery of doing the same activities over and over and over again. And what I think what happens is a lot of people get bored to that point. They're like, oh, let me try something else. And they forgot what got them there in the first place, you know, or, you know, John, you and I were talking yesterday about, you know, or maybe it was today, you know, people want to chase this big, shiny object. Um, but forget the basics that got them there. New
2: technology, this yeah. neat shiny. shiny thing. I can try that. You know, some uh, fancy voicemail. Rather voice than mail. just picking
1: up the phone and yeah. making a call. Yeah,
2: yeah. You're doing all these things where you're not actually touching people. Well, I, that's how you do it. You touch people,
0: right? You know? Yeah. So 2008 rolls around. The world <laughs> changes a little bit in our world.
2: That was fun. He, you look back, and so that's kind of where I made made it, if you will, because everything was changing all the time, you know, it, not as much as people said it was, you know, oh, it's changing every day. No, I mean, uh, every month, something new would come out or change. Hmm. And so knowing those inside and out, being able to set the record straight every month, every week with the, my agents, because they'd say, hey, I heard you can do this, can't do this. Well, actually, no, here's, here's the deal. That got me going. And so I figured, oh my gosh, well, if I keep understanding and knowing these guidelines, I, I'll stand out because everyone else doesn't were, seem to yeah, get it.
1: You were keeping yeah. everybody informed.
2: Yeah. And it was, you know, so that's part of my, you know, C, the, my CPA background, you know, I like, uh, guidelines are easy, I go through yeah. them, know them and, and we move on and it kind of sets us apart.
1: Yeah. So, in, in your business, it sounds like um, for most loan officers, you're you're focusing on real estate agents, cor- correct? For that's the your, most part, yeah. Your target. Uh,
2: real estate agents and uh, financial planners. Okay. Tell us a little bit about that. So at the end of the day, you don't get many, but those are the easiest right. referrals because you're part of their team. Uh-huh. And so here's the thing: back in eighteen, I did the largest loan in all of Van Dyke, over in Lutz, Florida. Not you know, <laughs> wow. Tom Thompson- said, hey, was it the beach? No, it's <laughs> like one point eight million. It was just from a financial planner. So hey, you got to call yeah. my guy. He'll take care of you. We're moving up, and it, you know there was no shopping, no nothing. Okay, yeah, that's
0: great. I would say that in my origination career my top referral source was actually a financial planner it wasn't a real estate agent
2: yeah yeah i believe it you just position yourself as part of their team you just call brian he's on my team and and you take care of him yep yeah
0: Yeah. so what do you think you know i know we kind of asked this but 2008 rolls around and i love your story because you said you really learned a lot and that's where you really started to cook with gas so to speak what did you do different i mean i know that you became the educator hey i understood guidelines i was the voice of reason but were there anything were there any things that you did specifically outside of that to just keep plowing that road
2: it was again it goes back to the the fundamentals it was you know teaching classes sending out an email used to a lot of video emails back then about hey did you know Right. Mm-hmm. So so on mm-hmm. Friday I do the calls, I would leave, hey, did you know? I'd send out, you know, video emails to people that I didn't call. Hey, did you know? Hey, this is changing, this is coming, you can do five percent down, ten percent down, whatever it was. So again it goes back to that that just keeping people updated what's happening. People would say, Hey, listen, I hear nobody's lending. I heard that, you know, time and time. Nobody. <laughs> yeah, they are. If you have a credit score, you have a down payment, right. you have a job, you're going to get a loan. It may take a little while. It changed
1: a little bit, right? Yeah. The, the, the no money down, yeah. gone. It went back to traditional. No, no you
2: documentation. Know, you had to right. show your assets. You know, you had to have a decent <laughs> credit a score. You had to have a <laughs> job. yeah. had to all that stuff. Some cash yeah. coming in.
1: So, um,
0: Brian, what does your business look like today like what what kind of volume do you have what kind of what does
2: your team look like So right now we've got uh, two loan officers, uh, a, t- a transaction coordinator and two admin. okay
1: so, so let, let me just shift gears enough to, to, to jump back though so at some point you made a decision to make your first hire. Tell us what got you to that point. Um, and how that all happened and who was that person.
2: Laura Lynn pretty much beat beat me for two years saying you need to do it you need right. to do it because you, you know who can do it better than me
1: nobody nobody right. Right? No, so, nobody
2: but she she's right I, I listened to
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> I, li-
2: I listened to her finally and so yeah I hired somebody to help with the paper an admin to help with the the paperwork and it kind of took off from there because
1: my guess you were closing six eight ten deals six a month six to seven and to stuck eight, there right yeah. you can't get to that next level mm-hmm. couldn't
2: get to the next level and all of a sudden when that happened, well, then aha, well, I kind of had a life back, you know, I wasn't Mm -hmm. working every day and every night. (laughs) Right. So that was nice. Yep. Um, And then kind of grew from there. Okay. Yeah.
1: And so to segue in, so now again, your team consists of?
2: Yeah, two loan officers, uh, two admin and a transaction coordinator. Okay.
1: Tell us a little bit about the volume you've got.
2: So I think we've done 222 units year to date, you know, something like that, like 45 million.
1: Phenomenal. Yep. What percentage of that would you say is
0: purchase versus refi?
2: I'm gonna say it's about 66% purchase, maybe a little less, somewhere in, somewhere in the 60% purchase range. Okay. The difference this year has been 48% of our volume is past customer and sphere. Okay. And that's a big change for us. Yep. You know, the the I don't know if we're gonna get into this later, but then what, what COVID did was change where my focus went.
1: So you shifted gears and you realized, I'm gonna go back and touch my past clients,
2: I have all these. I've been saying for years, right? That's yeah. been that's been a, that's yeah. been a gaping a huge data, hole, database, you, know, right? yeah, yep. you know. Transparency wasn't the best thing we did, and so with COVID, it came became a necessity. And you know, I've got 17 years worth of past customers. It turns out, you know, they like me, so that, 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 that's, <laughs> they that's gave you the five star on the survey, yeah. right? I mean, I think
1: I think in our industry, um, and, and for many of us in sales, real estate, most definitely, we all fall into the chase the new deal. Right, Chase the next, the new customer, work that customer, and forget that we've done a great job with hundreds and hundreds of past clients Mm -hmm. that would love or need our services. And we just keep moving forward and never find that time where, you know, Brian Buffini always taught, right, Uh, you know, if you – that's 30% of your – your data, your database is going to get you thirty percent of your deals e- easily. You know, if you easily. work your database and you do make those touches.
2: Yeah, touch them. They know me like me. Trust me already. Yeah. So how
1: was it when you reached out to them? What kind of response were you getting?
2: It was, gr- it was great. Great to hear from you. So glad. Oh, I was just thinking about you. I, I heard that. So I was just thinking about you. You were. Right. <laughs> wow. Uh, you know, so great, and so that that even to this day, even as of mm. today, we we picked up uh, two past customer uh, referrals, which. I mean, it's just crazy where that's coming from. Yeah,
0: yeah. What, how are you staying in touch of, with them, though, Brian?
2: So it's a it's a mix of emails and mostly phone calls. Okay. I, I like the, the the touch. You know, every day we're calling. And we sort of go, you know, we're trying to call like five people a day. I want to make sure I hit as many as I can. I don't make it every day. Right. Yet the fact that we're intentional about doing that, you at least
0: have a starting place.
2: Yeah. Right. I can say I'm I'm moving forward versus saying, oh, I wish I could do it. I was thinking about doing it. No, I do it. I'm not perfect yet. I reached out to two people instead of none yesterday
0: yeah yeah i I, i'm with you on that i think you know sometimes without having an actual plan you're never gonna like they say perfection is the enemy of done Done. right and without having that actual plan that i think i'm gonna do it i think i'd like to do it but even if you don't get to it every day the fact that you had a a, a, an idea or a plan to do it Mm -hmm. is actually what i'm saying you're gonna at least do something Something right. You're going to at yeah. least get started. Whether you got all the way there or not, you're going to at least get started.
2: Yeah, but the thing was, you know, when I've been saying I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. I didn't do it today. Ah, uh, you know what? Forget it. I didn't do it. M- the next day I'd say, well, I didn't do it yesterday. I didn't do it today. Ah, uh, you know, forget it. I'll, I'll do it tomorrow. Now that I've got days and days in a row, I don't want to let that stop. Right. Yeah. That momentum.
0: I, I think, you know, going back to kind of growing your team, I, I, I feel a lot of people got into this business. Like we talked earlier because they wanted an unlimited income potential i, I think that's actually that in time man. i think it's, I, I, I think yeah you're right in time i i think the unlimited income potential is a myth in our business yep. um, and, the, and the reason i say that it's a myth is that we're all only capable of doing so, so much. much at some point you've got to get the leverage you've got to get some help to do it and that's what you started to do but you know, whether, you know, for John that might be six loans a month, for me that might be 10, for Brian P. or that might only be two. Um, yeah. But we all have our lid on how much business we can actually do. And that's the cap on your income potential until you start to build a group or build a team. So, you know, you talked about how for you that was right around six to eight loans per month. Yep. And then you started getting into, hey, what's that first step in making a hire? And you explained to us that 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 was a, an admin. I'm just curious, what were some of the challenges that you've had in growing your team to where it's at today?
2: So Mercy hires. I, I'm on fire. I, I need to get someone in now. I, I need a body. Yeah, anybody with a that's ball, not so let's a go. great strategy. You know, we, we've done that unfortunately. <laughs> so um, we all have yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, it's been a per- personality you know not going deep enough yeah, th- those have been some issues from time to time and sometimes we we've nailed it you know I mm-hmm. feel like the the staff I've got now is, you know they've all been with me you know four years or more and it's been a great run so uh, you, you get lucky you catch yeah. a lot of frogs to get to the one um, the thing about the unlimited income and I do w- want to touch on that for a second is Please. You know, they see it now, and yeah, you know, we're closing twenty five loans a month, whatever. Mm-hmm. But they don't see the work it took to get there. Mm-hmm. They just walk in and see it. Well, I want some of that. Why can't I make that? Well, you didn't see what happened you behind crawl the scenes. All before you walk. Yeah, you <laughs> know, they didn't. They realize that uh, they don't know that how many no call, no show appointments I went on yep. where they didn't mm-hmm. show up, or you know, I just got used leverage to get a better rate for somebody else because yep. they were, you know, they didn't see all that. And so I want to make sure that I'm trying to get them to understand it's not going to be it's day hard work. one Yeah, you have to put in the time and effort. Absolutely. It's not nine to five.
0: Yeah. So you said, so, you know, and, and some of the challenges in growing your team was the Mercy hires. And, and the behind the scenes story on that is you made some bad hires. Oh, yeah. Um, how have you grown Thanks. as a professional and as a leader? as you've taken the steps to grow your team to where it's at right now? Did so anything have to change about Brian P? Oh,
2: all day long. Uh, you know, I, I had to s- slow down and take inventory of myself to see, well, how am I behaving? What am I thinking? And, and I'd been taught that gratitude matters. Mm-hmm. And once I'm coming from that point, you know, they're working with me, for me, not against me. You mm-hmm. know, that's kind of like if I see them that way, it, it goes much easier, and, and we and we get along a lot better, and, and things seem to work out. Brian, do you do you have a coach by any chance? Um, I do now. Okay. Pat Mancuso.
0: Okay. So, how has that started to change some things for you?
2: Uh, it's changed quite a bit. I've been with him for a couple of months now, and uh, so during COVID, we talked a little bit about this where. I, I've been working a lot of hours, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we seven, seven days a week, sometimes 10, 12 hours a day. So we've kind of cut back on that and been intentional with spending time out of the office. And I think like I've got some of that back.
0: Okay. Yeah. So that's helped you get some more time.
2: More time and same volume without sacrificing mm-hmm. volume. any of your volume. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Working smarter.
2: Yeah. 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 And so and we're getting more intentional on on the marketing plan the business but you know things are great but now I can leverage better you know he's got some ideas on on things I haven't thought about I'm always looking for that distinction you know because obviously I don't have all the answers yeah but I know he's seen it you know other people have seen it so I want to know what what works
1: yeah Yeah. so we've been fortunate during COVID you said you're super busy working 10-12 hours a day with low interest rates. What predict? Do you have any forecasts for us now that we, <laughs> as we we'll as we finish up that. 2020, but uh, into 2021? I mean, rate rates. We anticipate rates staying low at least the first half of the year. Oh yeah,
2: at least nothing you know crazy or cattywampus where it's going to five yep. percent or six percent. You know, we get a world catastrophe or something, rates will head yeah, back down. But how know. how low can they really go? you know, with all the, pay, you know, the redemptions and payoffs and all that stuff that are less than sure. six months or two. how long does it take to recoup your money, you know, servicing a couple of years, right? Yeah. So they, I'm sure they want to stem that. So I don't think rates will be that, that crazy low, but they won't but, be that crazy But high. still
1: still an amazing time if you oh. haven't already pulled the trigger to refinance a property or, or get out and buy a property. Yeah. Statistically, I listened to Barry Habib this morning talk year over year. Um, whether we're up, down, or flat in sales, and he made mention on MBS Highway that we were we were up year over year nationwide twenty percent in purchase transactions. Yeah, yeah. So in and, in and, and combining that with record low inventory, yep, which is pretty remarkable. So you know, I mean, I think we're going to continue to see a a booming, strong yeah. uh, purchase yeah. market as well, and and uh, and battling for the inventory. Yeah, and I'll tell
0: you, you know, John, you have visibility to this with a with a pretty decent sized company overall we've been really strong on the purchase market in terms of year over year too mm-hmm. we've just got some pockets where maybe we haven't been and and you know those are and, and by the way there's nothing wrong with that there's cases where you know people like brian had huge databases that they've had for 15 20 30 years and they pushed all their chips in on that and they've done really really well right you know and, and they'll have to shift that business again but in the meantime you know they went after it and got it and you know, kudos to them, but yeah, I think that's a good point. I don't think a lot of people realize because of low inventory that housing is really up pretty big. Yep, um, and then it will continue to be that way uh, for a number of years. So it's a it's a great it's a great opportunity.
2: Without a doubt.
0: BP, what do you think? or what do you think's next for you? Like, what's the next thing that you need to take your business? Do you even want to take your business to the next level?
2: Yeah, we were just talking about that. Um, We do. I think the next uh, hire is going to be some sort of like an operations manager, you know, back, back office piece to help take off some of that so that I can go focus on the, you know, Rainmaking.
1: What pop, you like to do. Yeah, right. what I like
2: to do, what I'm good at, you know, uh, solving the Rubik's Cube of the deal and, get, and bringing them in. You know, I love self employed borrowers. They're, they're easy, you know.
1: <clears throat> From a CPA, by yeah, the wow. way. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> From a CPA, <laughs> just, by the way.
2: It's, 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 that, that was entirely there.
1: different than the conversation I had an hour ago with an LO. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, which, I mean, that's the thing. Mumbling something about Loan Beam. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing about
0: our, our businesses. I, I think there's people who either get the self employed borrower or they don't. Right. And um, truthfully, I'm no CPA, and I'm not the smartest guy at this table. But it's not if you if you slow down and you really look at it, it's not as hard it's as a lot of people make it out to be. Six
2: fields, six boxes. Yeah, it's about
0: six the same, boxes. And teacher, whole return.
1: I've got a class for you to teach. Okay. I mean, I mean, you've been successful. That's a that, that's another thing. Everybody in this business, that if you look back, um, the ones that are truly having great years and have had many many great years. You know how to put a loan together. I mean, you've got to you've got to know how to structure deals and and put a deal together. So, wow. Uh, kudos to you for doing it. But I mean, we still have people that want to get in the business and jump jump ahead, so to speak, and maybe skip a few steps um, and go get the business, but not know how, not really know how to structure. And it's talk about how important that is. And, and even from a confident confidence standpoint, when you're out selling. You want to know what you're selling.
2: Well, I think that this there's two things that make our industry unique in terms of sales. You know, my product that I'm selling, I'm not only selling a rate or a product, but also how to make that work. It's a puzzle, right? It's a puzzle and make that work. And so my feeling has always been, if I make this as clean as possible and turn it in, the people who are going to work on it downstream are going to like me and like look look at my file first because because they know it's going to mm-hmm. be clean, nice. They don't have to decipher it and figure it out. Yeah. If I make it easy as can be for them, then they're gonna make my life easier.
1: And so that's kind of the... And you know you've got a good deal. You know you've got something that's yeah. gonna close with... with very few hiccups, along, and you can go to sleep at night. Well,
2: that's the thing, when we say yes, we mean yes. I mean yes. Yeah, yeah. I you don't we want to go back. Yeah. It's done. I got You're, things to do.
1: You might as well be the underwriter. Yeah. I mean, my, well, mine is just, you know, dot <laughs> the I, cross a few T's, but to, you know, to that point, you know you've got a deal. <laughs> you know, Brian, you bring up a good point, and a lot of times we look
0: at what we're talking about in terms of, I know how to structure a deal, I can figure out the complexity of it and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think about how many originators who don't take the time to study and learn guidelines and how to massage a deal and, and all of that, that turned business away because they couldn't figure out how to do it. Right. It's too scary for and them. And they yeah. got the deal done somewhere else. Um, you know, I, I think that that says a lot. We, we tend to look at it from a different perspective, but I think sometimes we, we need to look at it as loan officers from, what business did you let go somewhere else? Mm-hmm because you didn't take the time, again, to invest in yourself, make sure you understand how to put a deal together. And
2: th- that's the point, you know, yeah, I, I was a CPA, I know tax returns, however, I did take a number of, there, there's classes all all the time, we've had yeah, there's here, no, there yeah, no yeah, there's no shortage. MI companies and, give,
1: uh, roll them out every month, there's plenty yeah. of opportunity. Oh, yeah,
2: so I was taking those all the time because it changed, yeah, and it pertained to how are they reading it and what are they going to use of those boxes and what we used one year we could use the next year, you know, you couldn't. So that, that's the huge piece of staying on top of that.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions here as we kind of come to the end of our time together. Um, one is, you know, for the loan officer that's listening to this podcast right now, that's, you know, doing really well. Like they're closing four, five, six deals a month. That's awesome, by the yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That they want to go from where they're at to doubling that business. Yeah. What would be your advice to them?
2: So I, the, it starts with leverage, but it's getting those things that are not dollar-producing activities off of my mm. off of my plate. Yeah, you know, we talk about this all the time. You know, if I if I can focus on those things that bring in the more more business, the relationship piece versus I'm working on a spreadsheet, putting some stuff together, sending an email. That's that doesn't do anything for me.
0: Yeah, there there's sometimes I think one of the and I, as being transparent, I've done this before too is we spend so much time getting ready to get ready, we don't actually go out and get after it, you know? Yeah. And part of that is because I'm just delaying the that activity I, that I don't, that want, I to don't do, want to right? do, right? Those and, 10 or 20 calls that so I don't me, want to make. Let me find something to keep
2: yeah.
1: me busy. Let me pull that tax return look at it one more time. <laughs> yeah.
2: but you find once you do it and you get started, it'll, this is not so bad, it's easy. It's yes. just getting over that, that inertia to get over that, that first time.
1: So you you said something just a minute ago, but every day, I'm, I'm guessing every day now, you have a plan to do something that's going to generate a deal for you. Yeah. A if, lead. If
2: you look at my schedule, there's two blocks that say calls on it every day. So right. Sometimes I don't make calls for the entire block, but I, yeah. I, I am but making But you're
1: fishing, that's the important thing too, because long. as an LO, especially a new LO, we do tend to get our first few deals and forget all about that part. I want sure. to
2: work on this thing, put it all yep. together, yeah, and, and, I, and, and, I and what, what are the
0: times of day that you make those calls?
2: Uh, so I have it from uh, 10.30 to 11.30 okay. and then from 1 to 2.
1: So right before you go to lunch and right after lunch? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the important thing though is probably to knock them, you know, don't wait or don't delay until mid-late afternoon. Oh. Again, you're just procrastinating and you're not going to get to it or something else is going to light a fire and you've gotta to tend to it.
0: Well, I mean, I think a perfect example of that is, and I'll just take it to something that's not business related, but for me, if I don't get up in the to morning and <laughs> go to the gym, you know, I have this mindset of, hey, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna get up early this morning and go to the gym, I'm gonna go to the gym tonight at like 6 or 6.30. The probability of me actually doing that is low compared to if I just go do it in the morning. It drops, you know, to your point. Because what happens at the end of the day, you're like, eh, I don't feel like doing that. Man, it's been a long day. I'm just ready, you know, whatever it is. So I think there's something, a lesson to be learned there about getting out of the way, you know, early Early. in the day. Yeah. Yeah. B.P., talk to me a little bit about business planning. How big of a piece of the pie is that for you?
2: Well, it's turned into a very big piece, right? Because it's not just me. So it grew on what I want everyone else to do besides me, but also within me, it's identifying where am I spending my time? What's important to me? And something you taught me was, you know, whatever I'm doing, we're tracking it. Is it working? Well then, if it's not, stop doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's been a big aha, uh, because uh-huh, I'm thinking, oh, come on, I know I can make this work. I can make, <laughs> you know, just move on to something yeah. that does.
0: Yeah, or you might learn that, hey, this is working so well, I need to double it down. Right, I, I, need, more. I need to do more of it. Absolutely. So with, with as big of an organization as you have, you're saying business planning isn't just important for you, it's important for the whole team. Group, yeah. So Um, I mean, what what does it give your teammates to have that?
2: So it gives them a map, if you will, of what what their responsibility, and they have a hand in what we're doing, right? They know the goal for the year, and Mm -hmm. so they know whatever it is they're doing is getting us closer to that goal, and we want to celebrate that. So and you
1: had mentioned 290, maybe 300 units next year. So that goal, that vision,
2: mm-hmm.
1: everybody sees and everybody can share and work towards.
2: All day long. Yep. Sure. Yeah, sure.
1: That's
0: that's huge. Sure. And, I, and I'm sure you're sharing with them, hey, this is the success we're having. This is how we're, make, how we're making it happen. Yeah. I just think, you know, from that perspective, too, it gives everybody clarity, right? It, it sounds like the way you're structured it and through working with your coach and through doing business planning that – Everybody in your team has some clarity as to exactly what their role is and what activities are the critical ones to make sure that they're successful in that role. And I think it also helps like, I think for the most part, people wanna know that they're doing a good job. But then if they don't ever know what success looks like, how will they ever know they're doing a good job? And so you're kinda laying out for the whole team, this is what success looks like through having that plan.
2: Yeah. And then when we get together, we talk about, oh, well, we've accomplished this and here's celebrate our numbers. wins. Yeah. Yeah. And we talk about that and it's like, wow, I, you know, I had a couple of staff say, wow, I didn't know we, we, we did that. Mm-hmm. And we did that well. So, Yeah. We're doing yeah. great. So, so that just was the aha. Oh, well, so now we're going to celebrate this all the time.
0: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Brian, is there anything that you wish John and I would have asked you? Uh,
2: how about the Florida State Seminoles uh, football team? How are they doing? That's not great,
0: well it doesn't appear evidently not <laughs> they apparently don't have a clear plan or vision they've got a vision <laughs> you coaching. just gotta work they gotta put in the
2: time <laughs> they gotta put in the time and that's the thing listen nothing comes easy right it's something worth having you you have to work for it so i think you know it's great we do all these great numbers and we have all these people but the idea is we're still doing the, fundament, the same thing yes. every day if i keep doing that I just worry about, and we talk about this, I just worry about the activity. That little thing that I do every day will get me the results I want. I can't worry about the result, I'm just worrying about what I'm doing.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's the whole perfection is the enemy of done piece, right? Um, Yeah. Dude, nice work, bro.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for having us. Thanks for for joining us. Yeah, that was awesome. Thanks for having us. Thanks for being here, I should say. (laughs) So uh, that wraps wraps up our time together with Mr. Brian P. Forrester. Brian, thanks for joining us. On behalf of John Jones, I'm Brian Lovell. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Contracts to Contacts podcast. If you like what you see here, don't forget to subscribe on our YouTube channel. Find us on Facebook. You can like us there and follow us there. And uh, always on Spotify as well. If you like what you see, don't forget to share. Thanks for joining us. We're out.